BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast with me, Kenzie Elizabeth. Today's episode, I am so unbelievably excited for guys like oh my gosh I always have episodes batch recorded right so typically an episode doesn't go live until like a month or two after I record just because that's kind of what like the rhythm of the show is um I want to make it diverse I want to bring in different kinds of guests obviously it's been a little bit harder during quarantine I don't want it to just be like an influencer podcast or even like a CEO podcast or just my friends I want to have a mix of everything but today is Tuesday and this episode goes live on Thursday. I have never, I think I've done this one other time, but I am immediately making this episode go live because that is how much I just feel like everyone needs to hear this right now. Like it was just such an incredible podcast. If you guys are not aware, Jamie Kern Lima is, well, she's the founder of It Cosmetics. Um, they ended up selling the company to L'Oreal for $1.2 billion in cash. Um, and then she became the first female CEO in L'Oreal's 100 year history. She has done I mean so many things so successful so now she owns part of her all of 15 companies like she just kills the game but more than that just who she is as a person oh my gosh like it was just the most uplifting conversation I loved hearing her hearing her heart she talks so much about like stories and people and just like authenticity and like literally guys this is the best episode ever so before we get into that I'm going to do things I've been loving so much give you guys a little short quarantine update but I am so excited for this episode and I hope you guys enjoy um if you guys do let us know on the Instagram it is just wow literally you guys know how much I love it cosmetics anyway so this was just a dream come true and I love the episode um the first thing that I have been loving is the summer Fridays lip balm this is the vanilla lip balm it recently came out I think I've probably already talked about this but I am like loving this and the super goop sunscreen like I literally every single day I don't get ready let's be real I've been wearing sweat since March 16th but I wear my summer Fridays lip balm and my super goop sunscreen that has been absolutely incredible I literally live in it and I have been living on my rooftop that has really been amazing I give you guys rooftop updates pretty much every single episode um, the rooftop is really getting close to being done. Look on my Instagram for updates. I have shared photos. I'm sharing it in vlogs. It is all over the place and it is changing my life. Honestly, like even just spending time outside during quarantine, I wasn't, I mean, I can always go on a walk. I can always do that. Don't get me wrong, but I don't have like a backyard. I have a rooftop. So that's where I've been. And it has been honestly so good for me. Lynn and Stella's new album. Oh my gosh. Can we talk about that guys? So good. But, um, also as you guys know, I have been reading so 
freaking much. Like literally all I do is read. Like I read and then I read and then I read more and then I read more. And it's just been absolutely incredible. My favorite read of the past week has been Little Secrets. I'm currently reading Behind Closed Doors. I'm going to start a book that Lauren's making me read right after it, hopefully tonight. I think I might even buy a Kindle at this point. I've been reading off my iPad, but here's the thing. When I go outside, I can't see the screen. I know I could probably get like a screen protector of some sorts, but the Kindle's also like waterproof. I don't know. I think maybe I just, maybe it's time for me to just get a Kindle. I'm talking so fast because I have so much energy. A little quarantine update. Okay, I am beyond confused. I am currently in Dallas, Texas, guys. So Dallas extended our stay at home to May 15th, just like LA's, um, which obviously totally understand, totally for it. We need to be staying safe. We need to be staying home, protecting as many people as possible. Um, but then Texas this as a state, said that we're lifting it April 30th and that we're going to start phasing businesses to come back in, which I going to gonna be really honest. I don't really trust. I don't think I'll be leaving my house. Actually, I, I still will not be leaving my house. I think this is a little bit bizarre. Maybe let me know what you guys think on Instagram, but I'm just confused because Dallas was May 15th and then Texas came in and now businesses can start to operate up to 25% until May 15th when we're supposed to go to 50%. I just personally don't trust it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You guys let me know what you think. I am probably going to stay on my rooftop. No worries. I don't really plan on leaving anytime soon. But yeah, that's the weird quarantine update of the week. I just think it's a little bit odd. But anyways, um, been vlogging a ton, doing all that stuff. Check out my Instagram if you guys haven't already. I've been posting all my cute sweats that I've been wearing. Um, been doing a lot of Instagram uh, stories. Guys, I made spicy fusilli from John and Vinny's the other night. It was incredible. You would know these things if you watch my vlogs or follow me on Instagram. But anyways, again, this is my best episode yet. I love Jamie. I think she's the most incredible person to walk this earth. I love her so much. She's just the best person ever. Um, I'm just so excited for this episode. I think you guys are really going to love it. We also talk about like the addiction to busyness. Um, just like, I mean, honestly, so many things. I love how she talks about a lot about being a pioneer too. And people maybe just not understanding you and kind of how to navigate that and how to navigate kind of seasons of loneliness. Or if you have an idea and this gut feeling, just going for it. I think this episode is for so many people though. It's not just for entrepreneurs who want to build a big business. It's just for people like human to human. It's so good. She is the best heart. She is just the nicest, kindest person. And I love her. She's my new favorite person. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode. You guys can find Jamie, um, her Instagram in the show notes. You guys should go message her. Let her know how much you guys love this episode because I'm sure you guys will. But love you guys. And uh, let's get into the episode. All right, guys, let's talk again about Caliper. You guys know that I have been loving Caliper CBD. It has really, really been helping me with my stress levels, helping me calm down. Um, especially it has helped with my sleep. It's helped me sleep easier lately, which has really been helpful. I know so many of us are experiencing really weird sleep schedules, sleep patterns, sleep problems that we've had before. And this has personally been the one thing that I have found that has helped me sleep easier. Um, but anyways, you guys know me, you know that I'm all about just making changes in your routine that are going to better your life. Um, but what's great about CBD is that it helps you feel better without having to make a drastic change to your routine 
which I love. You don't have to like change your morning routine to waking up five hours before. Nothing like that. Um, you guys can just add in Caliper CBD. It's really easy. Um, a lot of droppers in CBD give you like a funny taste, like aftertaste after, and I just am not really super into that. I love Caliper because it's just a better way to consume CBD. So basically, unlike the CBD oils, Caliper CBD powder is completely tasteless and mixes easily in any food or drink. No weird taste, no oily residue or mouthfeel. That's my favorite thing about it. Um, there's precisely 20 milligrams in each package of Caliper CBD. So you guys never have to question how much CBD you are taking. Again, I love just throwing it in tea. That has been just kind of my go-to, my evening tea. I'll wind down. You guys know me and my books. I'll have my evening tea with my Caliper CBD and read like 300 pages of my latest thriller. And I have been loving it. Um, also, guys, your body is mostly water. So oil and water don't mix. CBD oil is no different. It's clinically proven that you absorb 450% more CBD with Caliper CBD powder compared to the others, which I actually think is so crazy. You guys know I'm all about working smarter, not harder. So this is just right up my alley. And Caliper gives you all the benefits of CBD in just 15 minutes, which is about twice as fast as CBD oil. Again, work smarter, not harder people. So Caliper CBD comes in affordable 10 and 30 count packs. You can get started for under $20. So individual packets give you the benefits of CBD wherever you go. So freaking easy. All natural, non-GMO ingredients, no fillers, added chemicals, or artificial flavors. You guys can get 20% off your first order when you use promo code I love you at trycaliper.com slash I love you. You can try Caliper CBD risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, then they will give you a full refund. Again, that is just trycaliper.com slash I love you. Don't forget promo code I love you for 20% off your first order. All right, guys, let's get back into the episode. Hi. Hello. I'm so excited to be here, Kenzie. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm actually wearing my, I mean, we're recording on Zoom and our, for some reason, video isn't working, but I'm wearing my It Cosmetics um, CC cream right now and my concealer as always. Uh, me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I, I literally have worn it every day for probably like six years at this point. It's all I ever wear. Wow. Well, you have amazing skin and, you know, it will, it will definitely help. Make <laughs> sure it always stays amazing. For sure. It is the best. Yeah. Okay. Would you like to do a little one minute bio on yourself? Sure. So my name is Jamie Kern Lima. I'm most well known uh, as the co-founder of It Cosmetics. And I started it in my living room. I was a, a television news anchor um, and thought I was going to do that for my whole career and, and started getting a skin condition called rosacea and, and just couldn't find makeup that would work um, without looking like a mask. So long story short, I uh, created It Cosmetics, launched it in my living room, thought it would just like be needed out there and just be this huge success. And it was not in the first three years. It was super, super tough. Um, we heard no's from like everybody and, uh, but I just, I just had this gut feeling like it was, it was needed and that, you know, and I wanted to shift culture in the beauty industry, even just around inclusivity of models and everything else. So kind of stuck with it, did hundred hour weeks for 10 years. And, uh, and we grew to, uh, it cosmetics is right now the second largest makeup company in the country, which is crazy and amazing. And, uh, sold it cosmetics to L'Oreal um, in what became their largest acquisition in US history. They made me their first uh, female to hold a CEO title in their 100 plus year history. 
um, and we sold it for $1.2 billion. Um, so it was, it, it's been a crazy, amazing journey. And, um, uh, and so, yeah, I could go on for hours about a million other things, but, uh, <laughs> but, but knowing you're wearing CC cream, I'm like, well, let me just talk about it for a minute because it has just been a blessing. And, um, right now, uh, I am just grateful to talk with you and, and I'm excited. I pray that anything we share today is of service to your whole community. And I'm just excited. I love your story. I've been following along for, I want to say about two years with your story specifically um, on Instagram and different podcasts and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, I've always said like it cosmetics is by far my favorite makeup brand. I'm not the girl who um, wears all the like different colors and is like super into like um, maybe like crazy artistry and makeup. I love just like feeling my best and still kind of like looking more. I don't want to say like looking more like myself, but I'm just like a kind of a girl on the go. You know what I mean? So like it cosmetics is like my holy grail has just like enhances your skin. It's just absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Also, I was creeping on your Instagram and I saw that you were at the Jessica Simpson book launch. I literally am so obsessed with this book. I had to mention on the podcast because I have talked about it on the podcast so many times. How was that? Was that just incredible? Yeah, it was. I actually met her in the green room um, for the first time. I didn't know her personally before then. And uh, I love it when you meet people who are as kind in real life as you like hope they're going to be. You know what I mean? And that does not always happen. (laughs) And, uh, And she was, and it was just, she was just lovely and uh yeah yeah so that yeah that was fun it was it was crazy i think doing live events is always um there were protesters there and just so many different types of people um, and she did the, the event i went to she was with uh Catherine, um schwarzenegger pratt who then launched her own book a few weeks later so it was it was great i love going to anything where it's like women empowering women or women inspiring women because i feel like we're all in this together and um and I loved her event because I think like when each of us have been through these journeys, they're always so different, you know, on like what really happens is so different than what it looks like from like the headlines in, um, you know, magazines or newspapers or online or whatever. And it's like, I love when, um, you know, people who have accomplished incredible things are like super vulnerable and willing to share like the real stuff behind the story because then we all a know okay i'm not alone in getting rejected a million times or i'm not alone in you know someone not thinking my idea or my dream is going to work and it's like when we really share those kind of things it's like all of us rise higher so i love that event because it was like that vibe um, with her and Catherine, which I just so appreciated. And then when I met both of them actually in the green room, they were both um, just so super uh, kind, just like they are on the outside. So that was awesome because again, doesn't always happen. And <laughs> and um, and that's why I really wanted to, you know, do this with you today too, Kenzie, because it's like, you know, you and I are two women who have accomplished a ton of stuff. And it's like, okay, let's share the real stuff so that, you know, cause there's so many people out there listening who really need to hear that because, you know, for a long time, you only saw like the headlines and then people just think, oh, they got lucky or they had it easy or, 
their idea was good, but mine isn't or whatever, which are all lies. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, no. What I love, I think the most about you is just your like power of pushing through. We are going to get into like the power of a story and you're you just kind of going after your gut feeling um, after we do hot seat. But that's really what I, I think I admire the most about you is how vocal you are about your story, because it's really easy. You know, everyone always says like Instagram, for example, is a highlight reel or whatever that might be. And it's really powerful. I think when people are sharing like what's really going on in their life and it's also like, you know, vulnerability is strength. It takes a lot of strength to do that because it's hard. And I think especially when it's any sort of like, you know, negative emotion, something that's hard for you to go through, it's a lot easier to just want to kind of, you know, maybe isolate yourself or maybe go through that alone. But there's so much power in like going through that with people and then sharing your story in order to help others. I think that's also kind of the freedom that you get from that. So I love that. Um, But before we get into more of your story, let's do hot seat really quickly. Um, My first and favorite question is, what is the best purchase you have made under $100 in the past six months? Okay, can I pick two or no, just one, just one? Oh yes, please, the more the 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 merrier. Okay. Uh, two that just stuck out to me, right? When you asked that, okay, one, and you cannot laugh. One is, (laughs) is, uh, so I met a new friend uh, recently named Lori Harder, who's also incredible. Another amazing woman. Anyhow, she told me about this thing. I got it. It's called, I got it on Amazon. It's called the cozy. And it literally is like a hoodie meets a blanket. And it sounds like some crazy, like, infomercial thing. And I thought, Oh, I don't know if I'm going to like it. I got it home. I'm like, Oh my gosh, literally it, I want to live in it. Um, it's crazy and it's actually great quality. So like, imagine this like Sherpa blanket kind of thing, <laughs> but it's a hoodie. So, um, <laughs> on the that's days, actually perfect for right now. Right. I know. So I'm like, okay, I, uh, I'm not sure if any of my family is going to, you know, listen to this podcast. They probably will. So I don't know if I should share this, but I love it so much. It's what I'm getting people for Christmas this year. Like it's, I'm literally going to get it for every man, every woman. I, I have no affiliation with it at all. I just literally got one and I'm like, this is amazing. Um, and then I've really started to get more into like essential oils and stuff like that. And there's a company called, um, plant juice oils where a friend of mine started Amber is her name. And, uh, I love it. Like they have like stress reduction and, um, energizing and, you know, CBD, all that kind of stuff. And it's really the first time, cause you know, I've been doing like hundred hour weeks for a decade and I'm finally starting to like, you know, do things a little bit smarter and actually, take care of myself and not just be this crazy wild entrepreneur. Um, and so I'm using some of her oils. I'm like, these are amazing. Um, so anyways, those would be the two things that I'm kind of obsessed with right now that are new in my life that I just discovered. I love that. I would, I am such a like blanket person. I think I have, I counted the other day. I have either seven or eight barefoot dreams blankets in my house. It's like, I'm, obsessed like I literally it's actually a problem but life hack you can get them at Nordstrom Rack for like half of the price so at first I wasn't doing that and then I started to make better life decisions um but no I'm that is amazing also I Kenzie about what you just said my my very first thought was my the barefoot dreams blanket I just bought but it was 250 bucks so I was like oh Kenzie said under a hundred dollars but that was my first thought was to say the barefoot dreams blanket because I'm so obsessed and now I just learned from you Nordstrom Rack 
Nordstrom Rack, they're like only $50 on there. It's so crazy. Wow. And I have them all over my house. Also, I recently got the Barefoot Dreams, um, like the socks, the fuzzy socks. Yeah. I would also really recommend those. I'm really glad because I just got this house in Texas. Like I've been, you know, like actually buying a bunch of stuff, having to. And not that obviously I'm in quarantine, just trying to make the best of the situation. Yeah. It's kind of amazing because I just invested in all of this home stuff. And now I'm like, oh, wait, like that was the perfect time because I have all of this like cozy, cozy stuff. You know, yeah. I just got a new essential oil diffuser. Like I, I relate. Okay. Question number two, what is your favorite makeup essential? I have to go with a cosmetic CC cream. Uh, you know, when we created it, it was like, it, it was so different because it, you know, it's like a foundation. It covers everything, but the base to it is skincare. So it's really like a moisturizer. And then it has this physical SPF 50. Um, and I have like crazy, super sensitive skin. So I can't wear um, chemical sunscreen, which is what's in like 99% of products. And so for me, it's like, if I had to pick one thing, it would be that because it's kind of um, a bunch of things all in one. Um, and I don't get irritation when I use it. So for me, that's a really big deal, especially with, you know, super sensitive skin and rosacea and all that. So many people have, when I asked them that, have either said the CC cream or the concealer. Actually, the concealer might even be a more popular thing for the makeup essential as of lately. But like so many people say that. The so bye-bye um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is so amazing. Okay, what is your, do you have a favorite book? Oh my goodness, that is tough. You know what's, um, I have been reading so much this past Me year too. after like almost not reading for a decade and just being, you know, 100 hour weeks. Um, oh gosh, to pick one is so tough. Um, Kenzie, ah, well, okay, let me just pick a recent one because I just think there's so many that I love so much. And also, you know, when, when you have a lot of friends that are authors, um, I get so into some of these books because I love the human being behind it. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. uh, but one of my, I mean, I would say one of my go-tos is like Oprah, anything, anything she's written, all of her, like the path made clear. I, you know, bought it, but then listened to it on audio a couple of times. Um, uh, but the most recent book I read was Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Um, have you had a chance to read that? No, I have. I literally read five books last week alone. So I'm on a reading kick. That's on my, I think that's second on my want to read list right now though. Cause that is everywhere right now. Like everyone is talking about that book. Yeah. You know, it is so good. And, uh, and she had sent me a copy before it came out, wrote this really cute note about a cheetah and I had no idea what she was talking about. And then when I read it and I listened to the audio also, um, I just, it shifted my perspective on, on a couple big things in life, but especially around being a cheetah. So that won't make sense now. I'm not giving away anything until you read it, then you're going to get it. And you'll be like, you'll probably like, send me a message, Jamie, I'm a cheetah too. <laughs> and I'm like, I know, oh my gosh. right? I, I really will. I am not the person who's like, oh, I'll read it and never do. I mean, I will like buy it and read it today. Like I'm so into it. Yeah. Okay. I, I will be doing it. that. And then I love, you know, I do audio a lot too. Cause like if I'm out for a walk or whatever, it helps me get through my workout quicker and dread it less. <laughs> I'm like, true. Oh, yes. I'll get through this book. So yeah, it's super good though. Okay, I wanted to get into uh, very, like really quickly just kind of the power of a story because I feel like 
so much of one what you talk about and then also just what you've done really kind of roots from the power of the story even like the before and after pics on it cosmetics and um i was watching something with you like recently into like you talking about your long conversations with denny's customers when you were working there just skin problems like i feel like so many so much of that is just underlying is the power of a story so do you think you always knew that or do you think that that was just something that you kind of it was just kind of like innate to you and then over time you realize like oh this is what people are connecting with yeah you know um i grew up kind of the way i think a lot of girls do in this with like not being aware of this but kind of putting this pressure on myself to try and be perfect or look a certain way or act a certain way all those things and i don't think i was aware of it um and you know, what's crazy is, you know, you know, I've always worked really hard. Like yeah, I was a Denny's waitress and bagged groceries at the grocery store, all that kind of stuff, which I love sharing. Cause sometimes people think like, oh my gosh, she built a billion dollar company. She must've like come from money or something like that. And it's like, no, you know, neither of my parents went to college. I was the first person, um, to do that. And just in, in my family and, um, you know, when I realized the power of a story was really, um, you know, and I would say in a really big way, and I should say the real power of authentic story and owning it imperfectly was um, when I was, you know, a TV news anchor. First of all, I started, I, I loved other people's stories. So that's why I went into that profession because like, like, like Kenzie, every ounce of me right now doesn't even want to talk about me. And I just want to ask all about you for like the next hour. Like that, I get so much joy out of that. Like I love other people's stories. And so that's when I really started understanding the power of them because you know, when I was starting out in television, I, instead of doing like the glamorous internships at big, you know, networks where you, where sometimes you don't end up getting to do a lot of actual, um, scrappy, like learning and work. I took, um, an internship and then later my first job at a really small market television station where I had to write and shoot and edit and, uh, anchor the news and even like run the foot pedal teleprompter, like all of the <laughs> glamorous stuff. But I got to create these stories, these visual stories um, of real people. So like I, one time I did three generations that were affected by meth addiction, all living in a homeless shelter and like just people. And I lived there with them for a few days and just like really understanding people's stories and how powerful sharing that real behind the real was. And then it was like, you know, I thought I was going to do that my whole career. And when I got rosacea and it was, you know, it's bright red, it's sandpaper like texture on my cheeks. And so what happened that made me, I would say, transform my own um, life through the power of story and also helped shed some of that perfectionism and everything else was, uh, you know, getting this skin condition. And what I mean by that is like, it started with, okay, what is this, you know, going to a dermatologist, you know, learning, okay, there's no cure for rosacea. And I would be anchoring the news under the hot, like HD lights. And I would hear in my earpiece from the producers, uh, in the control room, you know, there's something on your face, there's something on your face. And, you know, you, when you're solo anchoring a show and I did a morning show that was, you know, on weekends, it was two and a half hours. And on weekdays, when I would anchor the weekday one, it was a four hour show. 
And if you had a co-anchor, you would be able to get up and use the restroom really quickly or touch up your makeup. But if you were doing the show alone, I mean, you had commercial breaks, but they were so quick and you, you could never leave. So I remember uh, hearing in my ear, there's something on your face. And I knew there wasn't, you know, I knew it was the makeup was breaking up and that that redness was coming through. And so I kind of went on this mission to try every makeup product out there, like from the drugstore ones to the most expensive department store, what everything I could find and nothing would, would work. It either wouldn't cover it or it would be like such a thick mask that I would look, you know, not like myself. Um, and so it was kind of this huge realization that of two things, one, um, and this was just, um, to, you know, 2008. So everywhere you looked, Kenzie, there was no, um, like every magazine, all you saw was, uh, airbrushed models that looked perfect. And you didn't see anybody that had a skin challenge or skin issue. Um, and, and, at the time, you really didn't see anybody of different ages or sizes or, you know, skin tones or anything. It was just kind of this one type of look. And so I had this big aha moment where I'm like, okay, I'm a girl who doesn't look like this. I have a skin problem and I don't see anybody out there who, who looks like me or who's showing that a product actually works. Um, and I had this big realization that it was like that entrepreneur kind of like aha moment where I'm like, okay, maybe my purpose, my next step in my purpose in this life is to a figure out how to create a product that works. Because if it, you know, if I'm feeling this way, there must also be so many other people super frustrated with makeup. And if I can do that, I also want to do it by really showing my flaws, like showing um, uh, the things that at the time no one was showing, there wasn't, you know, um, social was just really starting to take off. And I'm like, maybe if I show my rosacea and show live how this covers and, you know, and, and then, you know, and create this company where I use, you know, other, um, other women with all different issues and girls and all ages. And, um, and my bigger goal was like, how do I shift culture in beauty to be, uh, way more inclusive and to sort of like change the, what women consider aspirational. And so that why that really big, why was what drove me through all the hard times in the first few years. And then, um, there was, you know, the, this big moment three years after hearing no from everyone, like no from Sephora, no from Ulta, no from QVC, no from the department stores. Uh, when I realized, like, when everything came down to, we had this one, we got one shot on QVC, and it was like I had this decision: do I do what everyone else is doing, which seems to be the only thing working? Or do I embrace the authenticity of my own story as imperfect and, um, you know, uh, I mean, all the experts were telling me not to, you know, but it's like, okay, um, when everything came down to it, I think I learned one of the greatest lessons in my life and also in my career, um, which is that when we truly own our authentic story like that's where our magic is and no one else can can no other competitor no other person no matter how you know or company no matter how hot they are in the moment no one else can do what you can authentically do and and learning that lesson is 
I say the single greatest reason why It Cosmetics turned into a billion dollar company versus going out of business. Um, when really there were so many moments where either could have happened. I think it's so crazy too, because it almost seems like this is the obvious answer. And I think yeah. it, it feels that way now because you've pioneered that space, but it's like, you know, obviously people are going to feel more connected when they can relate. Like not everyone can relate to this perfect model that's airbrushed and doesn't even really look like that in real life or, yeah. you know, products that aren't really made for just like an everyday, you know, it's a, it's a certain ideal. Whereas like majority of us, that's not our, that's not our day-to-day reality. Yeah. So it almost seems so, you know, like obvious that like, obviously like a story in this will connect more with people. And I think a lot of that has definitely shifted because of people like you and like Ashley Graham and people who are so vocal about just kind of changing the norms. Like even last night, actually, um, I was on Airy like shopping for swimsuits and I was talking to my mom and she's like, oh, I love how they have like all different kinds of people. And then I was like, well, actually tomorrow, that's what I'm literally talking about. But it (laughs) just seems so it seems so obvious now only because you've now pioneered that space. But Um, another thing I wanted to ask you, like during those times, you talk about how, like when you only had a thousand dollars in your bank account and all these things like for the company and yourself, how do you, you know, believe what your gut is telling you when you like, I guess this is almost faith in action because it's like, you believe what you feel like you're hearing within yourself, but everything like you're the reality you look out and people are telling you the opposite or even what you're seeing on paper is the exact opposite of what you're feeling inside. How do you navigate that and push through that? Yeah. I love that you're asking that because all of us have a gut feeling, right? Like a deep gut feeling. Like one of the things Oprah says a lot is like when you get really still and quiet, which is hard for a lot of us, you know, I love checking my phone every second. Like, you know, so I have to really be intentional about it, but she always talks a lot about this. And I found it to be true is when you get really, really still, you kind of know, you always know the answer deep down inside. And the thing is a lot of times we let our gut take over our, I mean, sorry, we let our, our mind overpower our gut. Right. So it's like, you know, or our heart sometimes too, by the way, it's like, you know, when you're dating somebody and you're like, you kind of, you know, and, and all of a sudden his phone is broken or whatever, you know, he's shady, like, you know, but you kind of like your gut knows, but maybe your heart doesn't want to, or your mind doesn't want to. And, you know, when it comes to dreams or our purpose or things we're supposed to be doing or contributing in this world, you know, and listen, sometimes we have to do a different job to pay the bills and all that. But we also know deep down inside that maybe isn't where we're supposed to be. And that's maybe not where we're going. And we all have this deep feeling of, of, of a gut feeling if we get really, really still. And, you know, for me, when I pray, that's also how I hear God. Also, I hear him through like my gut feelings. And so when I was going through this, um, and you know, I want to share this because honestly, your gut is more powerful than anyone else's advice. And I lived by that through all of the hard years of building this dream. And had I listened to literally any of the experts advice when it went against my gut, I don't think we would have built a company. And, And here's what I mean by that is 
you know, those early years, like you mentioned, you know, we got down to under a thousand dollars in my bank account, which was my personal bank account, but also the company bank account. And it was so stressful. Um, and, but what was more, more difficult than that was, you know, I love, you know, I used to love, and I still do love shopping at, um, Sephora and Ulta and QVC and department stores. And so, when I created It Cosmetics and I just had this vision and this strong gut feeling like, oh my gosh, this idea is needed. It's going to, you know, help so many people. Um, and I really believed in what I was doing. And then all of a sudden, like every expert, all the people I was sort of like putting on a pedestal is like, oh, they're going to, you know, they're the experts, they're going to know none of them believed in what I was doing. So, I mean, I remember one, and, and by the way, and even though like you were saying, it sounds so obvious to use models that look like everyone and to be inclusive and all that, the problem was at the time and for decades uh, before us, people traditionally bought products from these ask what was considered aspirational, unattainable images of beauty. Um, and, you know, every retailer I met with would all tell me, the buyers would all tell me, women will not buy makeup. You know, girls and women won't buy makeup unless it's, you know, models that they want to look like. Um, not that they do look like, but that they want to look like. And so when I would walk into Sephora or Ulta or department stores or, you know, QVC everywhere, and I was told, no, no, you're not right for us. You're not, uh, you're not right for our customers. If you're going to use images of real women, you might want to go talk to the drugstores. And I'm like, drugstore? Like, okay, first of all, real women have money. They want really great products. They don't need to, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it, it's like, no. And my gut was saying one thing, but here's what I've learned. If you have an idea and you really believe in it and it's, it's doing something new, or different. Maybe you're doing a different take on something that already exists, but either way, you're doing something that hasn't been done before. And what I've learned, what would have saved me like a million nights of crying myself to sleep is when you're doing something that's never been done before or something in a different way from anyone else, of course, none of the experts are going to get it because like for them, first of all, most experts haven't ever built anything or created anything, but also like subconsciously, they're only, uh, the, the only, the, there's no social proof in their subconscious mind that says it's going to work because it's never been done before. So right away they're thinking, oh, this isn't the right fit for us. Or, and it's like, had I known that I would have, um, uh, save myself so much self-doubt. Um, but what I did do was every time I got a no, right? So I remember getting a no from QVC on the phone where they told me I wasn't right for their customers. And I just literally sobbed myself to sleep that night because I didn't know how we were going to stay alive as a company. And I don't know if you've ever had like bad news and then you wake up the next day and you like hope it was a dream and it wasn't real. And then you wake up yes. and you're like, Oh, and so like I had that happen three days in a row after this big no I got from QVC. And I remember a no from Sephora where I left their headquarters, like holding back tears in the elevator all the way down and trying to rush out through the lobby so I could get out to the street and get around the corner and just like sob and not let any of the people that worked at Sephora see me. <laughs> and because um, it just was like, why is everyone, why is this rejection keep happening? And this underestimation and 
all of that. And I just, every time I would get through it, I would then just sort of like sit there and go, okay, is it me? Is my idea bad? Is this not going to work? Or is everyone else wrong? <laughs> and, uh, and I really had to get still about it because the easiest thing to do is when you hear no from everybody or, and sometimes it's your friends and family, they don't really get your dream or they don't get your idea. And it's so easy to let that equate to self doubt in your own head. And every time it would happen to me, I would really, uh, after I got through being, you know, so, so disappointed, um, I would really just try to get still and check in and I would pray about it. And I just kept having this feeling like I was supposed to be doing this. And like what I was building with it cosmetics was bigger than myself and it was needed. And I just kept going and going and going. And it's like every person that told me no, um, I never got mad or, you know, was like, you know, screw you, like never, right? It's like, no, it, I would just decide it meant not yet. And I would keep sending them product samples and I would keep sending them, you know, anytime we got press, I would send it to them anytime. And, and I just kept like believing that it was going to happen, even when there was no evidence to show that it was. And, um, and I think like, it's like, when I look back at the biggest thing, cause it's like, you know, oh, now it's, oh, you know, it's so easy to go, oh yeah, I built a billion dollar company. It was just meant to be or something. But when I look back at like how, cause there's so many people out there that have amazing ideas and there's so many people, um, uh, uh, that could, could be changing the world with their ideas and their stories. And I think the biggest difference uh, between people who do and don't, um, first of all, you have to be ready to work really, really hard. Um, and, you know, sometimes when we look online or on Instagram or, or anywhere else, some people just post things that make it look like it's easy and like they had this overnight success or everything just, or they have these beautiful, expensive events or whatever. Um, and it's like, okay, well, in my case, you know, and everyone else I know who's had, who's either built a really successful company or has done anything that really, really matters um, and lasts, it always comes with really hard work. So I think, first of all, be ready to work really, really hard. And, you know, the other big thing is to just not quit and not give up. And that's the easiest to me, that's the biggest differentiator. I think probably 95% of dreams don't happen because people give up. Um, but, you know, if you work really hard and you don't give up, like, that to me is just the price of admission. Um, the biggest thing, and this goes to your question, Kenzie, is like, you know, how I built a billion dollar company from my living room with pretty much nothing is like, I just made this decision to believe that I could. And to me, I think now all of us, whether we're in our 20s or teens or 30s or 80s, I feel like one of our greatest journeys in life is like make, figuring out how to make the decision to believe that we can, um, no matter what other people say who don't believe in what we're doing. And to me, that is the biggest difference in, you know, growing a billion dollar company versus having gone bankrupt or gone out of business or which could have happened a million times super easily in this, this crazy journey. I love everything you said. There's so many things that stand out to me. Um, 
first off, I want to say I love how you weren't you were almost like understanding of the people who didn't get it and you you stayed sweet with them. I have one of my mentors like basically she we were at coffee one day, obviously like to a very different scale. She um you know, I was like in Bible college whatever and I was like I just feel I don't want to say I feel misunderstood cuz I feel like that sounds so like angsty, but I was like I just feel like you know, my heart isn't necessarily coming across to a certain group of people or, you know, it can come off a certain way or whatever. And she was just like, you know, you're a pioneer. Like it's, it's going to be lonely. People aren't going to understand. It's not their jobs even to understand. It's just like, you have to just know what almost like God has put in your heart and just run with that. And also I think it's just so important to, I love how you view like, you know, that quote unquote experts or whatever it might be. It's like, you know, they haven't even seen it done. Like to them, it's such a foreign concept and like God hasn't given them that vision. So why would they understand it? And like, Mm -hmm. it's not their job. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you deal? Because I can only imagine kind of how lonely that time would have been. I know you had your husband, but just how lonely that would be almost for the both of you to not have someone necessarily that you can relate to because you really were like, you were a pioneer. You were the first one, you know? So how did you, how did you deal with that? Just, I can only imagine that it was like very lonely. Yeah. For me, the biggest thing that I did, uh, and to deal with that, uh, those types of feelings, I knew, and I think this is so important, you know, we always hear about your why, um, whether you're a influencer or a business owner, or you want to, you know, create something or, you know, whatever it is, or, you, you know, you want to break a generational cycle in your family, whatever, whatever's going on in your life, anyone who's listening, like one of the biggest things you can do is create a really rock solid why around what you're doing. And that why has to be so powerful and so much bigger than yourself that you know what you're doing almost isn't even about you, if that makes any sense. And so all the times when it would get tough or I would feel like nobody got it, it was like, my why was not about me. It was so much for me bigger than that. Like I thought about every girl, every woman who's ever felt um, you know, who, who either has never felt beautiful or like they mattered or, 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 or hasn't felt beautiful in a long time. And I wanted to, for them, do anything I could to shift culture and beauty around that. So my why was so much, it was a, it was super personal because that really mattered to me, but it was so much bigger than myself. And I think like when we, when we don't make it about ourselves is the quick, is the, 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 the secret to, um, a not feeling lonely and b knowing what we're really doing matters. And so like a lot of people talk about goal setting and a lot of people journal or talk about their daily goals. And one of the, the things that I think is so important that I've, I've never really seen any of the journals really go deep into or capture is okay. When you list out some of your goals, next to them, even just one goal next to it, really list the why, because if your why isn't strong enough, you're not going to follow through and you're not going to last during the tough times. And so like for me, um, and I'll give you an example of this where everything in my company was on the line. It came down to one big moment where I had to make a decision. Um, and a lot of it had to do with this. And you know, we, after three years of hearing no from everybody and getting down to no money, um, we finally got one shot 
uh, and a yes, but one shot on QVC to go live. And we had a 10 minute window and QVC is, you know, a live and 24 seven TV channel and they're broadcast to a hundred million homes. And, uh, they actually sell so much product. So, um, so you can sell more in one hour on QVC than an entire year in a department store chain. Like that's how much volume they move. Now, Here's the thing. At the time, we were, you know, at Cosmetics, we had our own website. Like, I had hired my best friend who was bridesmaid, and she and I and my husband were doing like every job. And it, like, if you went to our website, you're like, wow, beautiful company. But like behind the scenes, um, you know, I was doing like 25 jobs because we couldn't afford to hire. You know what I mean? We couldn't afford. So my husband and I weren't paying ourselves. We didn't pay ourselves the first three years. Then I had um, Jackie, um, my best, one of my best friends on payroll. So she was the first person. And by the way, employee number one, and she is still with it cosmetics. Now she runs a couple departments and goes on QVC and she's just such a rock star. But at the time I could barely afford to pay her. And then I was using my middle name, which is Marie, like, and Marie got her own email address and Marie was like head of customer service and PR. And (laughs) I would like email and pitch beauty editors and say, our founders available for an interview. And like all that, I mean, it was like hustling behind the scenes. Right. And we were only getting like two to three orders a day on our website. And that is how we were staying alive. And thank, thank goodness for, for social media, because at that point, people started posting their own before and afters with our product and like spreading the word. And that is how we started at least getting two to three orders a day and keeping the lights on. But when we finally got a really big yes um, from QVC, what it meant was, okay, you have 10 minutes, but you, in order to hit their sales goal and so be welcome back again, we had to sell over 6,000 orders of our Bye Bye Under Eye Concealer in 10 minutes to hit their sales goal or not come back. So remember, we were only doing two to three orders a day on our website. So what this meant was, and we had under a thousand dollars left. So you should never do this. If you can afford to say no, you should never take a a purchase order. You can't afford to lose. Um, And in this case though, we had heard no from everyone for three years. And if we didn't just take this chance and take this big risk, Um, you know, I felt like we were probably going to go out of business anyway. And, but what it meant QVC in beauty is consignment. And what that means is we had to manufacture and pay for all 6,000 units of our concealer and ship them to QVC, but we weren't going to get paid. We were only going to get paid for whatever happened to sell in those 10 minutes. So what that meant was like, if I went live in that one shot, and didn't do very well. And let's say I wasn't selling their at their sales goal, like on minute number one, they start cutting your 10 minutes um, live because it's high pressure. And if you're not doing well, they'll put on Dyson vacuum or Apple iPhone. So you have to hit these sales goals and, but there's no guarantee. So, 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 you know, we had to borrow, you know, a lot of money to, to, to manufacture. It's like $150,000 at retail product just to sell in 10 minutes. And, if I went on the air in that one shot and didn't do well, not only would I never get invited back, but we would have gone bankrupt. And so we said yes to this one chance and this 10 minutes. And I was freaking out and I, I flew out to QVC a week before this one 
live airing and I sat in the parking lot and I was in this rental car and every day I just sat there all day in the parking lot just like praying because we had spoken to consultants, these third-party um, outside consultants, and they're super amazing. They help a lot of people do really well um, selling their product and telling their stories. But all of them said the same thing to me. They said, "You need, you know, here's what you need to do if you want to succeed selling your product on television. You need to use this type of model and do this type of presentation." And I'm like, "But that's what everyone else is doing," and like that's not my why. Like I created this brand to shift culture and beauty. And I want to show my own bare face with my bright red rosacea on national television, even though I was someone who grew up trying to look perfect, you know, but listen, it's not about mm -hmm. me anymore. It's something bigger than myself. So I would tell them, I want to show my bright red face. And I want to show women of all ages and and skin tones and, you know, uh, girls dealing with acne and, you know, hyperpigmentation. I want to show this live because this is A, why I created the product and, and B, I want to actually show it really works. And, and they literally thought I was crazy. They told me, uh, you know, we would argue about it and it's like, they wanted the best thing for me. They wanted me to win, of course, but like, again, and so they were telling me, you know, what they really truly felt would give me a chance to succeed, which is to use, you know, all perfect skin, uh, no skin challenges, all the same age, similar skin tone, like, you know, which is what everyone else for the most part was doing. And so I was so torn, Kenzie, because it was like, oh my gosh, okay, it's one thing to have a why and to go, okay, this is my purpose, but it's another thing when everything was on the line. Like, it was like I sat in that car and there were a couple of times I would just start crying going like, God, take this from me because I know I'm supposed to go take this huge risk and do my dream, which is show my red, bright red face, show why I created this product, show all different girls and women and like, but like the experts are saying, do this if you want it. And I don't, I didn't want to go bankrupt. And it was like, I didn't want to lose everything. And I just had to get so still and pray. And like, that's the power of story, but not even my story. And what I mean by that is I would sit there in that car. I remember that week so vividly. And I would imagine whoever the, the women were on the other side of the television watching in that 10 minute segment. Like I would imagine, you know, a girl in high school just struggling with acne and nothing will work or cover it. And, and I would imagine like a single mom, you know, folding laundry and like, just, you know, hasn't seen anyone who looks like her and, and heard someone calling her beautiful. And I just got this feeling like I don't want to throw away my shot, you know? And it's like, I would rather go live on QVC and stand for what I believe in and why I created this brand and then just miserably fail and fall flat on my face and go out of business, then do what everyone else was doing to succeed and sell all this product, but like stand for nothing. You know what I mean? And it's like, I just, I knew it and I knew it through prayer and I knew it through knowing how to listen to my gut. And, but it's still me. I mean, it was still the scariest thing I've ever been through because it almost all ended. And I remember walking into QVC at the moment, the time I come for the show and doing the producer meetings and the host meetings, all that stuff. And I remember the 10 minute clock in the studio and knowing that like the second it goes live, I'm going to be talking live to a hundred million homes and 
I mean, my heart was really, I remember this is so gross, Kenzie, but I remember like sweat like running down my back and I was just like freaking out because I wasn't nervous for TV, but it was like, everything was on the line and we, you know, and, and, but it was like, I wasn't going to throw away that moment. I remember that the clock started, that 10 minute clock started and it was like 9.59, 9.58. And I'm like, you know, swearing in my head, freaking out, praying, like everything that all, all together. And, and I remember my, my bare face, like my bright red rosacea came up on national television and, and my after, and then I walked over to all these different models, all ages, you know, uh, uh, it, all skin tones, skin challenges. And I remember just pouring my heart out and like sharing and talking about how beautiful each one of them is and how all these things. And I remember at, um, at the 10 minute mark, well, actually I remember it was like nine, nine minutes and something. The host was like, the deep shade is sold out. The medium shade is sold out. And I was like, ah, like freaking out. And then the 10 minute mark, the sold out sign came up across the screen and I literally started crying. And I was like, and, and then I remember when they cut the segment and I was like, real women have spoken. And then I remember my husband came running in the live studio and he's like, we're not going bankrupt. And uh, <laughs> I was like, ah. and Jackie, um, my uh, Jackie, our very first employee, my, one of my best friends, she has this huge tattoo on her arm. And like, we covered it up with the concealer live on TV. Like we were doing everything and she's crying and I'm like, ah. and then <laughs> that one airing led to five that year and then 101 the next year, and then uh, 250 live shows a year on QVC. And I did them all myself for eight years. And we grew to be the biggest beauty brand in QVC history and still are right now. And what's wild about this is like, you know, God and your gut are so much bigger than anyone else's advice. It's like, all of the different retailers that said no, we eventually got a yes from all of them. And we're so blessed to not only be told no for so many years, but then when we finally got a yes, for a lot of them, we became their their most successful brand in their stores. So it's like, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> it's like everyone that said no, it's like from no to their most successful brand, right? It's like, and not just no, no, you're not right for our customers and you're not right for our stores. And so anyways, it's just, you know, the journey when we're doing something um, and sharing our own story and sharing our own why, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy and it doesn't mean that people are going to get it, but it's always the right decision. That was just literally amazing. I also, I love how, you know, I get a lot of questions too that are like, how do you like have faith in the workplace or like, God forbid you're a Christian outside of like the Bible belt or just things like that, that it's like, I think people put, you know, your faith in like a really small box, but I think it's more about just kind of faith being at the core of who you are. And that's like, you mentioned so much like prayer and that's the stillness and that's, you know, that's like your gut feeling and that's kind of what carries you through. And I just like, I love that so much. The last thing I really wanted to talk about, because I don't want to keep you too long, but there was a tweet of yours that I saw that I thought was just so perfect just for the time that we're in right now. But I'm going to quote it really quick. Um, It's busyness like any other addiction numbs and separates you from you. And maybe this forced pause is your change to transform from a human doing to a human being again. I just love that so much. I think I've struggled a lot with just kind of like unhealthy 
work not like mechanisms but just kind of unhealthy like work routines and like almost my identity kind of being in my job and it's like I love working like I like love it probably more than anything else um but I think it's also important to I don't I honestly don't really believe like balance exists I think you have just different priorities at different times and it's kind of a juggle but just the idea of busyness as an addiction I think is definitely something I have dealt with um how do you kind of just personally keep up with such a crazy full schedule and so many dreams and so many things that you're doing and just not get kind of sucked into the busyness addiction yeah are you what's your enneagram so, so i'm a three wing two yeah yeah um i was gonna guess you're three <laughs> i'm a three yep, also yep. i'm a three also <laughs> um, <laughs> um so uh yeah i mean this is this is big and let me just say um i First of all, you having conversations like this in your early 20s fills my heart with so much joy. I cannot even explain it. And you being of service in this way to your whole community, having conversations like this is going to heal and help so many people. So that's the first thing. I love that you're going deep like this because I wish in my early 20s, I had any idea about the, this topic. Um, and here's what I mean. I, you know, am a three and I am an achiever and all of those things. And it took me a long time to realize, um, that it's really easy to attach our self-worth with like our accomplishments or our achievements, or to feel like that's where we get our significance. And whether you're that way or not, all of us in so many ways, um, no matter what we're going through in life and no matter where, um, what our ups and downs are, you know, so many of us fall into kind of these, um, uh, coping mechanisms that numb our emotions. And, you know, for some people, it's things that are very obvious, like drinking or, or drugs or, or, you know, shopping addiction, for a lot of people, it's things that aren't so obvious to people on the outside, which could be things like um, busyness or work addiction or, you know, watching way too much TV, you know, we do, or or eating, (laughs) Um, we do things to numb our feelings that make us feel better. And, you know, I did a hundred hour weeks of it cosmetics, right. For 10 years. And I was so driven and I realized, yes, my mission was super, super important to me. But if I could change anything, it would be, uh, and I also, I'm right there with you, Kenzie. I don't agree. I don't, I don't believe that balance is possible. I think when people are constantly striving for balance, they're just feeling like they're failing all the time. Um, I think I agree with you also, you do the best you can where you're at with the season and the, the priorities you want to focus on at that time. And you, you can't do everything in perfect balance. But I actually think the one thing that I didn't do well was I didn't realize how addicted to work and busyness I was. And, you know, a byproduct of that was, okay, a really rapidly high growth trajectory for a business and doing a million jobs and all those things. But it comes at a price of actually, in a way, missing out on your entire life. And what I mean by that is busyness, you know, or any other uh, form of addiction that no us, um, is great because, uh, like, like, honestly, I'm like you where 
I, you know, sometimes I'm with my daughter and I'm like, oh, I really want to be writing or, or creating this work or something like that. And that is really tough to, but I'm aware of it. And so I'm really working on being more present where I'm at. One thing I want to say though, for your community listening is when you numb, whether it's like on your iPhone for hours, right? Because how easy is it to go on Instagram for five hours? Like it's super, for me, it's super easy and fun. Oh, for sure. Um, but, you know, like I'll just go on my Instagram and um, my personal one and I'll just be on DMs of people or just reading their stories, crying over their story. You know, I love Instagram, right? So, but guess what? That's also a way to numb. And here's what I want to share that was life-changing when I learned this. Um, Brene Brown, who is a researcher and storyteller, says this so poignantly. She and all her research um, uh, 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 shares that you can't selectively numb, meaning if you go on Instagram for five hours, like I love to do, you don't just numb all of the bad feelings. You can't just do that. You can't do it without also numbing all of the good things, the joy, the love, the, all of those things, right? So when we feel lonely or when we feel sad and we do something to numb it, like get really busy or go on Instagram or watch 25 hours of net, whatever we do, Netflix, whatever we do, you're, you might be numbing the loneliness, but you're also numbing all of the things that bring you joy, all those positive emotions. So, you know, for me working hundred hour weeks, like, yes, there's this great entrepreneurial American dream success story, but because I did it that way, um, it also uh, numbed me to so many of the tough times, but also so many of the great times, you know, um, I remember selling at cosmetics for $1.2 billion. I remember it hit the homepage of the wall street journal. I remember cheersing with L'Oreal, all those things, but like, I don't even remember really celebrating it after. Cause I was just working so much. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. so having this big, um, understanding and, you know, I'm really starting to do the work to heal on all those deep issues over why we, you know, why we numb, um, and, and whether it's through busyness or anything else. So, yeah, I think, um, I think it's a journey everyone, if they are blessed enough to do it should go through, um, to really, um, peel back those layers and, and take a look at like, who, you know, who you are and why, um, and when you can identify how you numb and um, and make more conscious decisions not to, um, you actually have the potential to feel, really feel everything and really finally full, feel fully alive. So it's definitely worth it. I, yeah, this has been literally one of the, I think the best conversation I've had on this podcast. Have you read, um, the elimination of hurry by John Mark by chance? I have not. Do you recommend it? Yeah, I will literally send it to you. It is so good. I think his approach is a little bit less our approach just in the sense he talks a little bit about like, I don't know. I think it's like definitely very good for both of us. It's <laughs> one of the best books. I read it recently. It's just a little bit more into like minimalism and certain things that it's like, I still want to, you know, like try out different things and do whatever that might be. But it is such a good book. I will literally send it to you. It is so 
good but thank you seriously so much for this conversation i think this is my favorite podcast episode i've done in the past year and a half like i'm so grateful that you took the time so thank you so much i am Um, so grateful and i just want to say like we're all in this together and listen i love men don't get me wrong but like when women come together and we like lift each other up share the real like real stuff we are unstoppable and i love that you're doing it and i'm grateful to to be here and spend this time with your community and with you oh my gosh thank you so much if um people are looking where can they find you you know the only platform i'm on right now is instagram and my personal one which is at jamie kern lima um, that's where I'm at. And, uh, clearly as I shared probably too much, <laughs> so I'm working on that, but, um, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at right now. I'd love to connect with anyone and, um, and share our inspiring and real stories together. I love that. I will have that linked in the show notes as well as across our like Instagram podcast and all that stuff. But thank you so much for coming on the show today. I will let you go. I know this is a very busy week for you. (laughs) Um, But seriously, thank you so much. Kenzie, thank you so much. Thank you. Hope you guys enjoyed. Seriously, guys, let me know what you guys saw on Instagram. Tag me in all of your stories. I want to start sending things to you guys when I can. Like, I want to come out with like merch and we do like things on the Instagram where, but like, I, we just can't really do that right now in quarantine. So, anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. You guys, be sure to go follow Jamie on Instagram. Seriously, guys, can we just talk about how amazing that episode was? Join the Facebook group and we can, okay? Love you guys so much. Um, and I'll talk to you guys next week.